This podcast contains strong language and adult themes from the outset. Hello and thanks for listening to this special lockdown episode of Because You Watched, the podcast that comes up with brand new ideas for TV shows and movies. My name's Rory and I'm a producer. It's my job to identify an underexploited video-on-demand category and gather some creative people to brainstorm some ideas, all recorded remotely from the relative comfort of our own homes. This episode's pictures include a geriatric spy duo settling an old feud in a Florida bingo hall, a prestigious school is infiltrated by an undercover agent with a Sasquatchy secret, and a game reviewer tumbles into government conspiracy via the medium of ping pong balls. Joining me for this brainstorming session is writer and comedian John Gracie. Hello. Actor, writer and comedian Tiff Stevenson. Hello. And comic actor and writer Mark Davison. Fight you! This episode, your category was Exciting Spy Films, which is a real category on Netflix. But before we create some new entries for this category, let's look at what already exists within it. Exciting Spy Films has 13 titles within it at time of recording, including your homework to watch, which was Kingsman The Secret Service. What did everyone think of Kingsman The Secret Service? (laughs) Sorry, Um, I just... You know, I'm just going to say straight out, it opens brilliantly with dire straits and ends on a completely bum note. <laughs> oh, yeah? What, what, does everyone else agree, uh, agree with that? That is a phenomenal roundup. I've, <laughs> I've nothing else to add to that. <laughs> I just, I, I enjoyed it so much. And the end of the film was so um, shockingly, like, kind of missed the point, hit a dud note. I was like, yeah, I couldn't it believe rubbish. it. I watched it with my other half and we both groaned out loud when it happened. Yeah. So I should probably explain what it is. It's at the very end of the film. There's a, a Swedish princess who says, he asked for a kiss, uh, Taron Egerton's character. And she says, I'll give you a kiss. And she was like, are you about to save the world? And he says, yes. And she was like, if you save the world, I'll give you, I'll do anal. And it's so on the nose. And not, she didn't even say, I'll let you inside my royal palace or something <laughs> that might have had like... <laughs> Like oh, some kind much of, better. Um, a hint of a, and then I guess they would have gone, we're subverting it by having her say it. But I still feel like it didn't. It didn't subvert it. If if she'd have, if if the final scene was, and also it showed a shot of her ass. Let's yeah. Not, like literally a butthole. That was gratuitous. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> the least <laughs> subtle thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I, I feel like if the anal had been, if she had said, we'll do anal, I think a funny payoff would have been him coming back in and her ap- appearing with a strap on or something. Yeah, that, that would have been, been a subversion. So if anyone is wondering what Kingsman's Secret Service is, and that has piqued your interest. <laughs> yeah, we should have explained that. <laughs> Netflix's description is, a juvenile delinquent is recruited into a top secret British spy agency by a stylish mentor who trains him in the skills of tradecraft. No mention of anal in that description. Uh, Doesn't say what skills he trains him in. Some of them might be anal. Well, it's still rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It's rated 74% and the audience score is 84%. However, there were a good number of reviews which mentioned misogyny and that's on the user and the critic side. Um, But again, like the average score was 84% of the audience. So 
uh, overwhelmingly positive, but as always, the funnier reviews are the negative ones. So I'm going to read a few of those out. We have this review from someone with no name, which is three stars, which says, it's a bit confused. It says, it's a great action comedy, typical British style, but with a brand new way. Hilarious, but kind of boring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. So I'm not sure if he quite knows where he falls on that one. He did that rate it three stars. Three though, stars. So. Yeah, that that's, a, that's yeah. a right bang down the middle, I think. <laughs> uh, we've got one which is not even a one star. We've got one review here, which is a half star, which just says, my brother thinks that it's good, so it's bad. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one out of the three of us who absolutely loved it? I thought it was amazing. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it was absolutely mental. It, it was nuts, but in a in a good way, I'd say. I think I think it did some really interesting stuff and some really interesting subversions, but it was having too much fun jacking itself off as well, and that. And all that. <laughs> well, I think I think for the purposes of the genre that it's within for our episode, all it needs to be is exciting. As the category is exciting spy movies, do we think it at the very least was an exciting spy movie? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So if that was an exciting spy movie, maybe even too exciting, all you have to do is come up with a spy movie of your own, which is even better and maybe even more exciting. You think we can do that? Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy, right? No. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with John's idea. John, what is your idea for an exciting spy movie? Right. Um, okay. So my idea is called keeping it in the family. Um, okay. And I think to fully convey how I got to this point, I do need to 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 part the kimono a bit and show you a couple of <laughs> earlier ideas. So my first thought was, we're all familiar with the film Spy Kids, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's classic. Yeah. yeah. I haven't actually seen it, but I'm familiar with the concept. <laughs> so I was thinking, right, we want to make Spy Kids more exciting. How about Spy Adults? Right. That's, That's a like, good idea. What if? Only the adults aren't. So in, in the film Spy Kids, I was looking up on Wikipedia, the um, the kids find out their whole family are spies and it's kind of, and, and then they like join in and become spies with them. And I was like, what if the parents were the normal ones and everyone else in the family are spies? But yeah, title is Keeping It in the Family. And the, the, the central couple, Mark and Sarah Peterson, this middle-aged married couple, they, uh, they're like, they think they're the cool ones in the family. They've got two kids, uh, Tom and Sally, who are like uh, 16 and 18. So they're like leaving school soon. Uh, going off to college and so on. This is set in America. And they've got the grandparents, Diane and Richard. Um, and Mark and Sarah, the parents, just think that everyone else in their family is really boring. They're just like, they've got these marketing jobs. They think they've got this cool life. Their kids are just having this um, very, like, they, they go to school. They have their, their summer jobs. They're no trouble at all. They're just living this, like, completely normal life. Um, that is until they go on holiday to Florida with um, their parent, with Mark's parents, Diane and Richard. Uh, they go to this little Florida holiday and on that holiday, they discover that everyone else in their family, including the dog, is all <laughs> all CIA spies. Um, and they get caught up in this massive caper um, and end up having to like connect with their family and... Um, you know, go through go through all all the like spy movie beats as they as they try and foil a um yeah like a terrorist plot down in in Florida, and uh, the other the other thing I should mention is the grandparents are absolute psychopaths. So Diane and Richard <laughs> have absolutely like. 
they 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 met training for the CIA, but they are complete psychopaths. That, so the only reason they haven't got Mark and Sarah involved so far is simply because they didn't have a use for them. They, they got Sally and Tom in because they needed some uh, kids to like work the. Um, they needed to work the friend, uh, the, like the school friend of a target they needed. So they got Sally and Tom in. Also so, good for like fitting in air vents and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's about Dinah. It's about Mark and Sarah realizing literally everyone else in the family is spies. Um, and essentially kind of the family bonding in this kind of slightly psychopathic, slightly uh, dysfunctional way in order to finish off this final mission. So I've got a few questions. Uh, first of all, can you describe the scene to me where all this, when the cat is out of the bag? Because you say they're going on a holiday to Florida. Uh, what is the scene where uh, Mark and Sarah Peterson uh, discover that their entire extended family are spies? So I think that the the target, whoever they, whoever the target that the grandparents, Diane and Richard, are after, this is a target that they missed when they were in, in like they, so they were kind of, Diane and Richard like Cold War spies. They were they grew up in the in the seventies and eighties in terms of their adulthood, um, and it's set modern day. So they're kind of in their late sixties now, and they missed this big target in the eighties. Um, and then on this holiday, this target comes back up the same person. So they've got a chance to kind of really like right this wrong that happened ages ago. And so I think there is a reason that they need Mark and Sarah on board to um, to to reach this person. Have you have you thought about whether they're male or female? Firstly, I think female. Right. Okay. And they've got to be this uh, a similar age as the grandparents, obviously. Yeah, I think so. Like mid sixties. This is an old rivalry, right? Yeah, possibly an old yeah. Russian spy who's gone undercover for like thirty years and has just showed their showed their head back. Right. Maybe someone that runs a bingo hall or something. Great. Well, it is in Florida. Perfect cover. Yeah. 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 So they got some. They're laundering some dirty money through the uh, through the balls through the bingo hall. I mean, right. it's, it's going through the balls. It's, yeah. go, it's going a bit. It's going a bit Ozark now, but I don't yeah. mind that because I'm well, into actually, Ozark. Interesting, you mentioned Ozark because uh, Mark and Sarah, the parents, I have them cast as Jason Bateman and um, a Julie Bowen, who is the mum from Modern Family. If you guys have seen. Ah. That. So yes. like very yeah. like yeah. white cookie cutter middle class like suburban parents. Who would you have as the grandparents? Grandparents, my dream casting is Jane Fonda or Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> wow, is, this is That'd an amazing cast. Yeah. I, I looked them up. They're both eighty two. Can you believe that? Eighty two. Wow. They look amazing. Yeah. They look amazing. They do look amazing. Hasn't Hoffman's career sort of gone off the rails a little bit with some? Uh, post Me Too stuff that's come out. We could closet. we could maybe get a digital Hoffman. I'm just going <laughs> to say, just, just re- recreate him from the ground up with none of the problematic past. Yeah. Basically, just create a husk of the Hoffman <laughs> with your Hoffman yeah with husk. your de aging machine. Can you de creep them as well? Bring him in as long as he as long as he doesn't uh, do an anal gag at the end of the. Oh yeah, sorry. The final line of the script, and I'm immovable on this, is a butt sex joke. <laughs> Oh no! The one, the one thing we didn't want to happen. It's the only way to end a comedy film, you guys. Uh, have you got? Have you? Have you got what that sex gag is? I'm, uh, I'm writing this down. I, so I, just, Dustin Hoffman, I need to know. You know, no, you know what? Jane Fonda looks at Dustin Hoffman and says, "I guess actually, no, that's a line. That's a line directly from James Bond. So we can call it an ironic reference." She goes, "She goes. Okay. I guess Christmas only comes twice a year." And then she gets a strap on and fucks Dustin Hoffman. More <laughs> <laughs> Because it is Christmas and her middle name is Christmas or whatever. I mean, I've thought about it as much as the James Bond writers have. Is, is this shoehorning too much into it? But how about if the uh, the ageing, the, the grandparents, the psychotic grandparents, mm-hmm. realise that their arch nemesis from all those years ago is actually a decent person 
and that the real villains are the parents. So they have to team up with their former arch nemesis. <laughs> what, to kill their the children? No, no. To the, the, well, yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Stop beating around the bush, Mark. The answer's yes. <laughs> well, no, but you could have the grandmother's spy turn on the grandfather's spy. Oh, shit. And she's actually been a double agent the whole time. Oh, that's wow. good. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. You've got that scene like Mr. and Mrs. Smith when they're in the kitchen pointing guns at each other, but it's the two OEPs. Yeah, I, th- I think there is a lot of humour to be derived from. Yeah, the fact that the old people are like super badass in this. I, I, I need, I'm going to open this out to the room real quick. This big target, we know that they're probably an ex-Russian spy, but obviously they're running a bingo hall in Florida. They, their cover could be anything. What are they going by? What is their name? Can we can we use like a really on-the-nose, um, um, like kind of... Um, Name, you know, like in the Bond films, they have like Pussy Galore. Yeah. <laughs> and I do, I do think I did this joke once on Mock the Week of like uh, f- lines you wouldn't hear in a spy film. But I was like, oh, p- yeah, obviously Pussy Galore's a code name. My real name? Oh, it's Fanny Everywhere. We <laughs> 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 can just, just have some really on the nose, like yeah. um, shags about. Like, <laughs> yeah. So she's got to be, she's got to be Ivanka. Uh, or of Ivana, Ivana decent yeah. storyline. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ivana shags about. Right, Ivana well, shags about. Is she the is she the bingo caller, or she's just there doing bingo with them? I think we want a scene where there's like a bomb or something, and and the the bomb is triggered by a number in the bingo ball or something. So there's loads of tension as this bingo game is going on, and it's like the bomb could go off any minute. And I think you want the OAPs fighting Ivana shags about. So I think you want her somewhere else, maybe in a yeah. managerial position, so she's back back backstage yeah. somewhere. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that we- is. Keeping it in the family, which is an absolutely <laughs> cracking idea, John. Uh, and I, is it? I'm absolutely fascinated to see how anyone's going to top it. Hello again. Just interrupting for a second to let you know that you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for You Watched Pod, where you'll find additional content, podcast news, and exciting updates on my quest for the next big thing. That's You Watched Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So drop me a tweet, a Facebook post, or a DM. Anything goes, just let me know what you think of our slate so far. And also let me know your ideas. I might even bring them up on the show. Next up, let's have Tiff's idea. Tiff, what is your idea for an exciting spy film? My film is called Sassy Squatch. <laughs> Say that one more time, sassy, sassy squatch. Oh, we've got sassy a winner. squatch. Okay, is, right. is that, is that, is that spelled similar to Sasquatch? Yeah, but with sassy. I think that might be the pun, Rory. It's S A S S Y S Q U A T C H. Sassy squatch. I don't know why this is so hard for you guys to get Hey, well, I think we all. I haven't even pitched the film yet. Haven't even pitched it. So, right, Sassy Squatch. Um, do you want me to explain? Do you want me to I'm gonna give you the eleva- elevator pitch? Uh, a Sasquatch undercover FBI operative oh, <laughs> has to blend in as a teenage girl in a bid to uncover an admission scandal in a Californian high school. I like it. Ripped from the headlines. Yes. Ripped from the headlines. It's a spy film, but it's also a teen rom-com about learning to love your inner beauty. Nice. So it's working on um, on various levels. So there's a lot going on. And I, I do want to tell you about my lead character. 
uh, Sarah Sasquatch. These are the characters, <laughs> right? Sarah Is that Sasquatch. Undercover name. That's her undercover name and her actual name. <laughs> Sarah. I like how they were like, that doesn't need changing. It's Wait, fine. her code no, name. No. Her code name is her real name. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, but to, real to, to be fair, John, how many Sasquatches do you know? Probably no one would even be able to connect the dots. I'm literally just so, going yeah. on undercover rules where you tend to change your name. <laughs> no, not in this. This is subverting the expectations. Right, like Kingsman. I'll take, yeah, I'll take questions in a minute. So, <laughs> uh, Sarah, Sis- Sarah Sasquatch, she's a double fish out of water. Firstly, is the only woman on the team. Secondly, she's a fucking Sasquatch. Uh <laughs> And then the other characters are <laughs> Renegade Rainer. He's the head of uh, the CIA. His name reflects his job. He has to rein the renegades in. Great. That's literally okay. all he does. Tells everyone they're too renegade, raids them in. Uh, there's Love Interest, which is a human male character. We're not going to bother giving a name to. Um, <laughs> Shammy, Shammy Axelot who is a, uh, a soap star who's very stupid and annoying daughter has somehow made it into a high grade prep school. We don't, we don't know how, I mean, that's the yeah. plot of the film. It's going to drive the plot. Yeah, and, so uh, she, yeah. She's a lot, which is Shami's annoying daughter. She's a lot. So sh- she's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's Shami's daughter. Okay. So those are my, those are my sort of five main characters. So what, what is the, uh, what is the first scene where uh, is it? Is Sarah Sasquatch right? Where, where Sarah yeah. Sasquatch uh, enters the school? Is there like a makeover scene where they, uh, you know, you know, when it's a spy movie and they go all undercover, they get like a, a, yeah. a brunette yeah. wig on or something? Like, what is the makeover process for Sarah Sasquatch? Oh yeah, to, of course. There's to gonna go be it's a, it's a high school rom com as well, so there has to be there has to be a makeover scene, but that's going to come later on. Oh yeah. Like, because that needs to be from her friends that she makes at school. Uh-huh. So I think we'd open with her at home. Like, she lives in a normal house, but okay. she behaves like a Sasquatch in the... She goes out... Oh, wait, so she doesn't live in the mountains? No, no, no. She lives in a normal house. Not all Sasquatches live in the mountains, John. So, oh, my okay. God. Well, hold on, hold on. I cannot believe you. All right, don't, don't get on your high horse. Have you never seen the Hendersons? Have I you never seen the Hendersons? I actually haven't. I just know that scene at the end where... <laughs> Uh, what's his face shouts at the monster and it's really sad well we're going to get more pathos than that <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so she no she lives in a house like because she's she, I mean how does she live in the mountains if she's a working FBI yeah that can be a nightmare Wait, so hold on hold on yeah. so, so does, does she look like a Sasquatch normally she looks like a well I'll get into who we're going to have for the role I mean if you want to like <laughs> like I'm 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 going to play Shammy. I'm going to play Shammy Axelot because I okay. that's I was born for that role. Um, <laughs> I think we can get someone big for Sarah Sasquatch, and I sort of feel like Charlize Theron could nail it. Oh great! Um, it sort of needs an Oscar winner's blend of vulnerability and quiet rage, but also she must be hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> like, age is sort of irrelevant because her face will be covered with hair, uh-huh. yeah. but. The body has to be banging. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, we want a bit of sash, Sasquatch cleavage. <laughs> so we we need some things to work with. Is all I'm saying. So I, yeah. I I feel like she lives in a normal house, but she behaves like a Sasquatch. Like so, she'll literally go out into her garden and like brick a squirrel in, brick it in, and eat it. <laughs> 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 um, you know, she's a mad bitch, but. <laughs> 
back. So you're thinking maybe Charlize Theron in um, Monster kind of vibes? Yeah, yeah, more Monster than, um, I don't know, name another one of her films. Um, so Renegade Rayner would naturally be like a J.K. Simmons or a Jerry Orbach. Oh, yeah. You know, that would be the natural choice of that role. But I want to think outside the box. So Rob Schneider. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I can imagine that. I can feel the pathos already. (laughs) That is so far outside the box. It is an entirely different box. (laughs) Did not see that coming. I love how Oscar winner J.K. Simmons, and it's like, nah. Rob Schneider. Schneider. Let's go. Let's yeah. go, Rob. He's probably busy. I mean, not busy at all. <laughs> uh, love interest like Channing Tatum. Mm. So, oh, like gosh. a bath, hot, but sort of makes you want to fall asleep. Um, <laughs> what Channing? Yeah, yeah. He makes you want to oh, fall he's, asleep. He's, he's a deep bowl of porridge of a man. Like he would make oh. you want to fall asleep. You know. Oh, I think that's unfair. <laughs> I think he'd have no, lots to talk about. Look, nothing wrong with a deep bowl of porridge, especially not when it's Channing Tatum. <laughs> I think he'd be. I think he'd be really engaging. I think he'd really, he'd really think and care about you. He's, he's touched you in a way that none of us expected. <laughs> but he has a heart of gold oh, and yeah. that's why yeah. he's the love interest. Channing, if you're listening, I think you're great. I don't know. I did audition for Magic Mike, the musical, didn't get it. So fuck him. Changed uh, my mind. Yeah, fair enough. And then the other one, for She's A Lot, I was thinking yep. Julia Garner from Ozark because I like Ozark. You, you know, the, is that Julia Garner who plays, um, who plays Ruth Langmore? You know that one? Y'all, y'all deviate from the plan. I'll fucking cut you with the dull blade. Uh, that's, that's, so, so you're playing her mother, is that right? I'm playing her mother. I'm willing to are, do, are you going to match I'm, accents? I No, I think I might just go Australian. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's go off I don't want it to make too much sense. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any danger of that, Tiff. I think we're okay. <laughs> what accent is Rob Schneider going to have? Oh, what should? Where should Rob? He always does some kind of like borderline racist accent. Yeah, I think he? you're gonna have to rein him stuff. in, unless unless you yeah. want him to go full uh, full I'm, Schneider. Do you know what? I think I think I'll make him Geordie. I actually quite <laughs> like the idea of that as a he character. He's not gonna be able to do a Geordie accent. I think all of you are underestimating. <laughs> this was a CIA operation, right? It was FBI. <laughs> It's FBI and CIA. It's okay. national and international. I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Geordie is in some position of authority in the CIA slash FBI. Yeah, let's get let's get Rob Rob Schneider in because then we can have Rob Schneider saying stuff like, uh, "You got to give me a badge and you're gone right now." <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm gonna prop a fire, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if that scene does happen in the movie, Tiff. And and yeah. Sarah Sasquatch goes too far, and he takes her gun and her badge. Okay, what yeah. is what is the scene where uh, Sarah Sasquatch goes too far? Can you describe that for me? Oh, what does she do? How can she go too far? Let, we can open this I out mean, to the floor as well if anyone's got any cracking I, ideas. I, I still don't know what the fuck this story is. What is she doing? So rude. So rude. <laughs> what is she doing at school? Is she at school? She's she's at school. Because so she's a grown adult a... Sasquatch, right? Yeah, but she's having to go undercover as a teenage Sasquatch. Yeah. Right. Right? <laughs> okay, so okay, so that why? part isn't being disguised. Why? Yeah, yeah because that, I'm, I'm, I echo that why question. That's, that's, quite, that's so fairly key, isn't why? it? Why? Because, yeah. because there's an, there's an, an admission, admission scandal. scandal. Yeah. So she's got to get in there and fight. She's going undercover. She's got to try and get into the record. She's got to try and get into the head teacher's office. She's right. getting to know she's a lot, seeing like if, you know, she maybe was admitted justly or unjustly and this is this is the purview of the fbi and the cia yeah (laughs) 
John, who's to say who's to say the corruption doesn't go all the way to the top? And and it, when it turns out what she's investigating initially snowballs, and then it becomes very exciting and very oh, suspicious. No. <laughs> Rob Schneider's behind it all. Basically, we want we want we want Shammy Axelot to get her comeuppance. And in real life, they got community service and jail terms. Like that actually. And that's happened. not very exciting, is it? So we need something no. a bit more. Bit more. You know. No, we want to cool blow guys and explosions fired into space. They're fired into space, and that sets it out for a sequel. Space Squatch is the sequel. Yeah, yeah. Space Uh, Squatch. Yeah, what was the name of the Russian dog they sent into space? Laika. Yeah, Laika. Yeah. Follow this, Laika, bitch. Um, And that would be her little tagline. The second second bitch in space, y'all. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like as well that this is probably I think you can probably get Franchise potential Franchise potential Exactly It's yeah. building up a cinematic world Cinematic universe Exactly <laughs> The Sasquatchiverse yeah. yeah there you go Okay, and lastly we have Mark Mark, what is your idea for an exciting Spiny. Its working title is Ping, P-I-N-G, uh, and the elevator line is, I guess, if David Lynch directed the conversation in 2020. So yeah. this is more a surreal conspiracy thriller rather than a spy story, but it does have elements of spying in it. Okay, so the the central character is a games reviewer. Okay, they live alone. Uh, they they haven't on-off girlfriend, a partner, if, if the lead character is female, it's up for grabs. Uh, but they live alone, and they're, they're quite a strange person. A new game gets pushed through their letterbox with no markings or anything to show who sent it, and the, our character just assumes they're supposed to review it. So they put it in the games console and start playing it, and it's just a fairly aimless virtual trek through London streets near to where they live, with the only discernible point being to collect orange ping pong balls. So they wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat uh, uh, because they've had a dream that someone's rung the doorbell. They've opened the door and it's a man standing there in shadowy black clothing and he's just got orange ping pong balls for eyes and it's quite terrifying. Oh my word. So they wake up in a cold sweat, they go to the bathroom, they open the bathroom cabinet and it's full of orange ping pong balls. So they're starting to get really seriously freaked out. So they go back to the game, they put it on again and they they realise that it's definitely all the streets around where they live and the game is definitely about them and in the game their partner has been kidnapped so the film is kind of are they going mad or do they have to play the game to rescue their partner or do they have to leave the flat and go out into the outside world and work out what the hell's going on oh it's a bit like bandersnatch yeah in, in bandersnatch the apart from the interactive element the plot is kind of uh, the video game he's making starts to kind of intrude on his real life in certain ways although again that's it's not it, it is not and i repeat does not have someone with orange ping pong balls for eyes which yeah. i think oh no 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 is definitely no, no, something no. that we have <laughs> yeah what is the significance of the orange ping pong ball? Um, that is very much up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tiff, much like good art, no one knows what the hell it means. So, yeah, it's well, not to interpretation. Really, I am fascinated. You've already mentioned a certain amount of escalation. Like, uh, you know, there's ping pong balls in the cupboard. There's the spooky dream of the man with ping pong ball eyes. Uh, this is obviously exciting spy movies, and it's already quite exciting, but how does that ramp up? Like, what's the finale of this movie look like? Like, what's the extreme 
uh, level when the worlds collide. Um, a massive laser war with bazookas. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for that, Mark. <laughs> um, I only have one question, Mark. Um, yep. I just want to know what point the anal sex joke is gonna is gonna be in. Yeah, that, is, that is important. That is important. Like, do you want to get it done early, or maybe save it to the end, like Kingsman, that really classy move that Kingsman did? <laughs> well, to... well, maybe, maybe he finds out that the the ping pong balls are actually anal beads. And yeah. he, there we go. He's got to he's got to <laughs> stuff them into a giant kind of divine, all powerful anus. <laughs> Great. Like and the whole like thing a, is an anal sex like joke. A, giant hamster cheeks but it's it's, the back, it's back end cheeks not front cheeks well they in, in the middle of this highly disturbing and deeply psychological movie there could be a scene where he needs to hide all the ping pong balls when someone comes over and maybe he's run out of room anywhere else and so he's like well puts them up his ass there's only, only one place to go sits on them real hard some of that great kingsman comedy put that in there yeah, and great, great Kingsman content. So yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking if if the lead is male, uh, Ben Wishaw would do a good line oh, in nice. kind yeah. of yeah. bedraggled. The world is against me, but because there is a comic element, it's not an out and out comedy, but it needs a comic touch. Yeah. Uh, and if, if the lead is female, I, one of my favourite actors uh, is Michaela Cole, who I think does a really nice line in a similar similar thing of the the, the world is confusing, but I'm gonna. I'm going to battle on regardless. So the ending, we have some sort of build-up of tension. Are there any other supporting characters? Like I was saying, does someone come over? Is there like people who are concerned about him? Or is part of the whole movie the fact that he's kind of isolated? I want to know what I could play. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what I was angling at. Tiff's been sending me private messages this whole time going, boring, where's my part? <laughs> well, I, I think... He the the Ben Wishaw character has posters of of you Tiff in his flat in real life, so you can Excellent. play yourself. But yourself in the game is different to yourself in real life. Mm. And then on the DVD, okay. we'll have DVD extras where yourself in real real life is even different again. So that anyone that nice. buys the disc and watches it, it sort of starts to experience the film. Can I be a? I don't want to be a double agent. I want to be a triple agent. So does that mean you're working for the game? Or against the game? I'm working for the game, but against the game, but for it. Okay, can, got it. Can you imagine that if, if Ben Wishaw, in real life, let's not forget, has posters uh, up, <laughs> that it would be a twist that if you are indeed an agent who's working for or against or for or against the government or whoever is doing the game, that one of the posters isn't a poster at all. And they have, they have just put a window in one of the walls and you're just there watching, <laughs> just observing the experiment the whole time. Yeah, and the eyes move. That, and he that, thinks it's just that a, would be amazing. He thinks it's just a Harry Potter picture that's moving. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's amazing. Like when I like the eyes follow me around the room. I just I also just wonder if there's room for maybe like a wisecracking Sasquatch. Uh, <laughs> yes. Bring her into other franchises. Yeah, there's definitely should be a poster for Sassy Squatch or Sassy Squatch 2. Space Squatch. Yeah. Space Squatch. This time the claws are out. <laughs> this time the claws are back in because she's in a spacesuit. Don't want to rip the spacesuit. <laughs> I, I love the idea that this is a Sasquatch cinematic universe and, and it and it could it could happen in any it could happen in any movie. So you're watching any you're watching any movie and then at some point the Sasquatch will pop up and you're like, oh it's an alright, this is an SSU movie. Oh. Oh, I see you. Yeah. Except that there's only one character that is shared between them. It's always the Sasquatch. It would be like the fighting chicken from Family Guy, wouldn't it? it yes. Yeah. Pops up at random and kicks the shit out of everyone for a whole episode. Yeah. We could do Baby Squatch as well. Baby Squatch. Oh, that would be so cute. That would make I so mean, much how, money. 
how many movies into the SCU do we deploy Baby Sasquatch? Because I feel like that's a real like, okay, we're losing them. We're losing them. Yeah, we need, uh, I reckon that's yeah. movie four or five when uh, yeah. we're running really low on ideas. Well, I mean, I mean, this is only movie three, but maybe Ping is the one. Maybe we finally deploy Baby Sasquatch uh, in, in Ping. <laughs> what, what I was thinking is, like, if this is a world where he's potentially losing his mind, it makes perfect sense for all these other franchises to come in. Yeah. Because yeah. who, who knows what's real anymore? Maybe he's just watched Sassy Squatch. So when he goes to sleep or goes into the game world, that's what he sees because he's dreaming about it. Yeah, on his conspiracy theory board, he's got uh, still images from Sassy Squatch. Where he's, yeah, and, he's, and he's got red pen that says, real? Say, yeah. In question marks. Has he got, has he got arrows linking, <laughs> linking the grandparents to the Sasquatch? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like circled both their noses. He's like, same nose. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so those are our three ideas for an exciting spy movie. Let's just recap them all real quick before we decide what best fits the category. First up, we have John's idea, which is keeping it in the family, very much like Spy Kids, but with adults. The central couple is Mark and Sarah uh, Peterson. They think that they're the cool ones in the family, but little do they know that their children, Tom and Sally, which are teens, and their parents, Diane and Richard, are actually awesome super spies they find this out by going on a holiday to florida where they uncover that ivana shags about an old rival of the grandparents <laughs> is running a bingo hall for some sort of Fucking hell, you can see purpose. when everyone else chips in can't you yes <laughs> what the dubious purpose is we don't quite know it could be drugs it could be money it could be anything but all we know is that there's going to be some spy escapades as mark and sarah are dragged into the family business and all hell breaks loose Next, we have Tiff's idea, Sassy Squatch, which is a normal, about a normal suburban Sasquatch who works undercover at the FBI and must go undercover as a teen girl to investigate an admission scandal at a prestigious school. Um, not only is she the only woman on the team, she's also a Sasquatch, and she must appease her boss, Renegade Rainer, played by Rob Schneider, um, who's always reigning in Renegades, and he bloody loves it. Uh, eventually, everything gets out Please of hand. Please mention he's Geordie. He's yeah. Geordie. He's very importantly Geordie uh, as you know we're getting a bit of that diversity in there um, everything gets out of hand eventually someone is shot into space it's unclear however what it does what definitely happens is she gets together Wait, does that with in the first hairless one? Channing Tatum that happens in the first one which sets up for the sequel Space Squatch uh, that's our, our idea Sassy Squatch and finally we have Mark's idea Ping which is about a character who is a paranoid conspiracy theorist and also a game reviewer receives a game in the post and decides that it's his job to review it uh, the game is set in a realistic London near where he lives there's ping pong balls everywhere which start to show up in real life but what do they mean literally nobody knows not even Mark <laughs> is it a government conspiracy or not we don't know but most importantly Tiff is in the movie maybe as a government agent maybe as a double agent maybe as a triple agent but she is playing a poster of herself who is observing the experiment in some way <laughs> it's worth noting that this and all the ideas featured in today's episode are part of the SCU the uh, Sasquatch Cinematic Universe um, but thankfully because Ping is a psychological thriller we're free to detach it or reattach it however we want it's really all up to interpretation interpretation <laughs> so those are our three ideas but which do we think best fits the category of an exciting spy movie um best fits the category is john's idea uh but 
I feel that I'm depriving the world of sassy squatch if I don't vote for that one. Are you going so to go can, with your can, heart? Can I can I go with my heart and and ignore and ignore what we're supposed to be doing? And I desperately <laughs> want to see s- s- sassy squatch, mate. This is a this is a podcast built on love, Mark. You can go with whatever your heart tells you. Then, then yes. Uh, sorry, John. I really like your idea, and uh, I think Ivana shags a lot. <laughs> is already an immortal character, but yes, definitely my favourite bit. Mark, it's Ivana shags about. You need to uh, make sure you don't you don't forget. Oh, it's a very no, immortal no. character. Hey, look, it's all oh, up no. for grabs. <laughs> well, that's a catchphrase. That's a catchphrase. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tiff, uh, which idea do you think best fits the category of an exciting spy movie? I mean, like again, the family one fits the category. But, you know, I just feel like if I vote for Sassy Squatch, we can then put that within the universe. Hey, hey, Tiff, just quick spoiler. Yep. I'm definitely voting for Sassy Squatch, so you can, you can pick a vote whenever you want. <laughs> well, the great thing is, is that as Sassy Squatch sets up the SCU, there's potential that all the rest of the ideas can follow shortly after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. we're just opening the door for all these great ideas, but Sassy Squatch is the key. There's no two ways about it. Well, then it sounds yeah. like it's a runaway success. Sassy Squatch is our winner for this episode. <laughs> well done, Tiff. Amazing idea. Fantastic stuff. Well done. This episode of Because You Watched featured John Gracie, Tiff Stevenson, Mark Davison, and me, Rory Binks. It was produced by Joe Grace and Martin Tricky. <laughs>